I'm always coming from an energy of love and compassion. And so sometimes I give too much to other people who don't deserve my time and effort. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm on a mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. And that mission has led me to create the Become a Better Investor community. In the community, you get access to our global asset allocation strategies and stock portfolios, our investment research, weekly live sessions, and the risk reduction lessons I've learned from more than 500 guests. Go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now to claim your exclusive podcast listener lifetime discount. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Academy. And I'm here with featured guest, Marilyn Ramos Velasco. Marilyn, are you ready to join the mission? Yes, I am. I'm excited to have you on and I'm going to introduce you to the audience. You know, here in Thailand, where I am, we are taught when we first learn how to study Thai to roll our R's. So I was just playing around there. So Mary Len is the founder and CEO of Customized Training Solutions, Asia's most trusted customized solution provider. She has 15 years of experience in sales and marketing, customer service, event management, and operations in the hospitality industry. She worked in event services focused on specialized training and summits since she moved to Singapore. With her gift of leadership and strength and partnership to drive clarity and change, she is living her purpose to make life easier for others. Her solutions include, but are not limited to, training, coaching, and consulting for leaders and organizations while she helps trainers, coaches, speakers, and consultants with personal branding, sales, and marketing services. My goodness, Mary Lynn, Take a minute and tell us about the unique value you bring to this wonderful world. Wow, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction, Andrew. And what I believe I'm bringing value in this world is really making it a better place to live in by making things easier for most people, right? Whether they're leaders, organizations, or even the partners that I work with, which you mentioned earlier. And what I've heard from some of the clients that I bring in on the table whenever I work with them is that not only that I make life easier for them, but the insights that I filter from being able to actually like hear the insights of several global leaders as well as thought leaders and filtering it into a conclusion on my own perspective is the value that I bring in on the table. Interesting. And why, you know, I wonder, everybody wants things to be easier, but why mm-hmm. are things complicated? Think about your clients that come to you. Mm-hmm. Why is it so damn complicated, you know, and how do you make it easy? I believe from my experience working for the last seven years, at least in my business, it's really more of like a lot of people, leaders and organizations, I would say, they make things complicated. Like, so what I do is like, I do my best to simplify all those things for them because the way I work is very practical and common sense. (laughs) And so that's the reason why it's always like 
okay, I think you're making it complicated. It's just about this. Focus on this. Balance this. Do this. Or like, you know, there's a holistic way of doing so. <laughs> right. And maybe you could give an example of a client of yours that was trying to achieve an objective and it just was hard and difficult. They came to you and then you were able to deliver. Tell us a little bit about that just so we understand what you're doing. Okay. One of my favorite clients that I have worked with in the past, because they are also in the hospitality industry, so I can relate a lot to them. And their challenge is really like, how can we increase our sales and also decrease the customer negative feedbacks? in in the restaurant in the food and beverage area and so like i actually hear them out they they shared with me what are the challenges that they're facing and what their goal is and so we came up with this program with the help of my partner helene during that time and we actually started with the mindset and from there we've actually seen the shift so after like several months, they actually contacted us again. Like they wanted the level up program. So it's basically like reminding them of how mindset is important in doing the business, right? And if the people are on the right mindset, they have the tendency to like, oh, okay, my purpose is to serve the clients and leverage with the team to be able to help each other to to serve the customers in such a way that they would be delighted, right? And I think that's what they missed out for a while. And so they get like a lot of complaints and they even don't know how to upsell. These are simple things that, you know, everyone who have an opportunity or a touch point with, with the customers to be mindful of, right? So what we did is we started with the mindset team building for them and then we reminded them of what are the standards you have to like to know in the F&B industry to make it as international best experience for your customers and from then they've been receiving like a lot of positive comments they have increased their sales as well yeah yeah I'm just thinking about that person in the company going I've given them that KPIs I've told them what they got to do that you know they need to get it right. You know, we keep getting these complaints. What do you guys, and they're missing this. The simple thing is people need direction. They need to understand what value are they bringing? And then they need to be trained. And, you know, there's just all of that. So it's not as easy as just sitting behind a desk, watching KPIs, and telling people <laughs> they're underperforming. So that's interesting. Well, now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, Tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story. For me, it's not really so much of the worst investment I have made because I made quite a lot. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've invested a lot with the wrong people. I've also lost some money into an investment I made, which is apparently a scam. But I think it's really more about of the balancing act of my investments. And to share with you my story, this is kind of like quite personal because I'm always coming from an energy of love and compassion. And so sometimes I give too much to other people who don't deserve my time and effort, <laughs> right? And also I had the tendency to forget about myself as well as to set that boundaries. 
which actually cause a lot of burnout, stress, and even depression. So in fact, last year, I had several gastritis attacks. And as we know, like gastritis is really a cause of stress, right? <laughs> and I had to go for some hospital procedure, which actually made me realize that I actually forgot about self-love and self-care. Yeah. And that's where I'm coming from when it comes to balance, right? If I have to take care of so many people around me, I also have to take care of myself. And despite that, you know, I am investing a lot of my time on working on my knowledge, on my skills. But sometimes I also forget or I forget to invest on my body and soul as well. And that's very interesting because every one of us, we need balance. We are very interconnected. We're human. Yeah. And so like I, I would like to share this quote from Eleanor Brown that she said that rest and self-care are so important. It's not being selfish when you care of yourself, right? And when you take time to replenish your spirit, it allows you to serve others from the overflow and you cannot serve from an empty vessel, right? And since my energy is really so much around service or serving others, so it's important for me to have that balance between taking care of myself and others as well. And that's quite similar to the professional work that I do. I tend to give too much to like a lot of people and, you know, they get to, they somehow expect to get our services, our solutions for free. In fact, during the last two years as well, during the COVID, right, I have transitions from face-to-face -to, -face to virtual programs. And I run about four to six programs monthly. And when I invited guests to join for full sessions, not many would be willing to invest in themselves. <laughs> Yeah. So that's like, oh, very interesting. <laughs> yeah. So how would you summarize what you've learned from this experience? I, I would summarize what I have shared is from the experience I had in the last two and a half years that it's very important to have that balance of investment on myself, first of all, to ensure that I satisfy the aspects, different aspects of my life as well. And it's important to have that self-love and self-care. And also, when you invest with the right people, be sure to set that boundaries as well. Because one of my strengths is also like my intuition. So I have to listen to my intuition to be able to like really assess, is this the right investment, whether it's money or people or like whatever time I will whatever things that I will invest my time with, right? And also be able to give as well to take. <laughs> mm, yep. Maybe I'll yeah. share a couple of things that you made me think about too is first thing is in self-care, you know, you got to take care of yourself first. And so when I, most days when I get up in the morning, I just get out of the house and walk to the park and I go for a little run. Then I go to the gym and stretch a little bit. And then I come home and get ready for the day. I also try to get good sleep and I can see that sleep is the number one issue for myself and many other people <laughs> that we're trying to get enough sleep. And for me, I don't have a problem falling asleep at night, but I tend to wake up pretty early and I would be better served probably by staying in bed, but I got so much going on in my head. So, <laughs> and then of course there's nutrition, there's hydration and all that stuff. 
And I think about, you know, those things, if you don't get those things right, you're never going to be able to run. It's like buying a Ferrari and running it on cooking oil. It can (laughs) run, but you're never going to get peak performance. And peak performance allows us to actually work less because we can contribute more at the time that we're, you know, engaged. That's a big one. I think the, the other thing is just the idea of our time and the way we look at our time. We're in this age where people feel like you got to give away and, you know, people want things for free. I, I remember when the internet first started, it's like everything's for free. And then you start realizing on the internet, that actually people will pay to stop the flow of information. So some newsletters will curate news and someone may pay 10 bucks a month for that, you know, and basically you've got to think about your value. The other thing that I see is that there's nothing more powerful as an accountability partner than putting money down. I don't want to work with someone that's not putting money down on what we're doing. Otherwise, their attention can shift away pretty quickly. And even if, I would say in my Valuation Masterclass Bootcamp, we have about 30% of students, even though they paid, and it's not money back at that point, 30% of them will drop out, even though they paid. And so what you notice is that Money is a powerful motivator, but even for some people, it's not. But I love the accountability of money. Anything you would add to that? Yeah, very true. I mean, that's also from my experience because I invest a lot on myself. As I mentioned earlier, like I pay tens and thousands of dollars just to have like the right business mentors and coaches in my life. And normally, when we actually do that, we tend to, again, like what you shared as well, right? Like we tend, oh, I have a stake in this. I have to like make sure I maximize the investment I have made for myself. So, and normally, like people would think like, okay, when I pay, (laughs) I would normally like get something out of it. But always remember that knowledge is power, but it's only powerful when you take action out of it, mm, when you do action. something about it, right? <laughs> yeah. You just reminded me of the first expert I ever hired. <laughs> I was 21, 20, maybe 22. Her name was Wang Wei. She was in Los Angeles. She was a top tier table tennis player. Wow. And I really wanted to improve my game. And so I went to work with her and I worked with her for like half an hour And I would go see her regularly and train. And after the learning, I would just take all of these notes. I was paying, you know, I wanted to get what I was, you know, getting from her. And I kept those notes for many years and it definitely helped me. So it's a good reminder also to find the experts out there, find the good people and get involved with them. So based on what you've learned from this story and what you continue to learn, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? It's more of the balancing act. So when you invest in yourself, it has to be the mind, body, and soul. And that's same from this for the business, right? You have to take care of the mindset. Because I started doing my business with a lot of technical niche programs. <laughs> and I'm not satisfied, despite that I get like positive feedback out of the sessions that we're on. I felt that, you know, it has to be a balance of that mindset, heart set and well-being together with that technical capabilities. We're interconnected. 
we have to be happy and to be happy and satisfied or fulfilled with the things that we do we have to be able to balance all this so we need to have that essential skills or whatever they call it life skills soft skills whatever it is they have to balance that with the technical capabilities as well because the more they get to integrate and to balance both the more they succeed the more sustainable their success is mm, balance so what's a resource that you'd recommend for our listeners we have several resources and we have like upcoming programs so if they would like to visit our website that's www.citysolutionsglobal.com they will find like several resources they can find helpful we have our blogs we have our online resources and we have upcoming programs to help them handle or have that balance <laughs> in their Great. life or in their professional life yeah. Great. And we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Yes. Next question. And last question. What is your number one goal for the next 12 months? My number one goal for the next 12 months is to create more win-win-win outcomes for myself, my clients, and my partners through the work that I do, which is basically around education, empowerment, and inspiration. Well, we need more win-win-win. So I like that. All right, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. If you haven't yet joined the Become a Better Investor community, just go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now to claim your lifetime discount exclusive for podcast listeners only. As we conclude, Mary Lynn, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. And on behalf of A Stotts Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience? My parting word would be to invest in yourself because that will be the very best investment you can ever make in your life and do continue to lead with passion and purpose. Thank and you. Fantastic. That's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow and protect our well fellow risk takers. Let's celebrate that today we added one more person, Mary Lynn, to our mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts, saying, I'll see you on the upside.